0: The Ducks make two more signings in the offseason, and a sad fall from grace for a former Duck. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts, and folks, we've got a couple of signings to talk about. First off, I want to remind you, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. This show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into today's podcast. The Ducks made a couple of signings over the last fortnight. Well, not the last fortnight. The last fortnight, they've made more than a few trades. But the last two that I do want to talk about happened really just over the weekend. And I was gone for about a week. Well, more than a week because I'll... Peel back the curtain. I went to All-Star Week in L.A. at Dodger Stadium. Then was off to Vegas. And right when I came back, Dodgers. So, you know, but that's neither here nor there. So I haven't really been home to talk about some of these recent signings. Urho Vakonainen, that was a recent signing that took place about five days ago, really on Friday. And I haven't really recorded a show since Friday. So I haven't had a chance to talk about those latest signings. So, you know what? I'm going to give them just a brief minute even though they're on the older side. Erho Vakaninen signed by the Anaheim Ducks, a one-way deal worth $1. $1.7 over the next two seasons, so a minimum contract, which is still pretty decent. Vakaninen last season got two points with the Ducks in 14 games. He spent most of last season with the Bruins of the AHL. Now, if the Ducks weren't so thin on defense last season, Vakaninen probably would have spent more time in the ahl with the goals but because the ducks made all those trades and they were short on players yeah someone like him would play in anaheim and i think he might end up being that fifth or sixth defenseman for the ducks on a re-signing so once again vacanainen eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars per season two-year contract hey you know what not bad and by the way he's still looking for his first career goal as an anaheim duck Or in the NHL in general. Maybe he'll get his first ever goal this coming season. He's still young. He's only 23. You never know. Speaking of 23-year-old defenseman... Simon Benoit. Yeah, Simon Benoit... Signed a two-way deal... Worth $750,000. This is a two-way deal that will likely result in him... Probably going to the San Diego goals, But I would give him a shot... With the Ducks, I definitely would. His time in Anaheim was pretty decent. He's well-liked in the locker room. He did score a goal with the Ducks last season. His first career goal, by the way. So I I say, you know what? He's going to make it. I think he will make the Ducks next season. He's more than proved himself playing in 53 games up in Anaheim last season. And kind of held on the fort. Held his own. He's got a decent shot. So, that's another signing, another kind of small signing. That one once again worth 750k. Then Ole eriksson Eck, another two-way deal, another 750k deal. This is another minor league deal for the Ducks. Ole Erickson Eck served as the backup for Lucas Dostal last season. Erickson Eck had kind of a shaky season with the goals last season. Yeah, that's the best I can say. He had a season. He is currently an AHL backup. And hopefully he can have a better season because that 880 save percentage, it's not good. The 3.44 goals against average, that's okay. But again, he's the backup. I think if he gets a little bit more regular time, we might see some improvement from Ericsson Eck, and he is still a young goalie. He is also 23 years old. Maybe this will be the season where he kind of catches fire a little bit. So let's see what happens. Then there are two deals that took place, and I'll talk about the one that took place today first because the other one I want to talk about more at length. So, this other signing, Oli Yualevi signed a one year two way deal, also worth 750K. So what are all these minor league deals about? Well, let's face it. The Ducks need to fill out their minor league roster. The San Diego goals were looking very thin recently. In fact, they didn't have many guys signed up until the past week. And now they finally got a pretty decent core. They've got some guys back. They got Chase DeLeo back. They got Daniel Regan back, which is good. And some good pickups. Justin Kirkland is a good pickup. And you have Glenn Galdan, who could make the Ducks, might not. That's a decent pickup. And you brought back Hunter Jewel Beau Grew, brought back some pretty good guys. So, I, I like this. I like these minor league moves. You know what? I, I say they helped San Diego get to maybe, as of right now, just looking at some of the other deals that were made in the Pacific Division of the AHL, they could improve upon that seventh seed that they had last season, but you know, there are still some good teams. Colorado was still good, the rain are still good. So, let's see what happens with those minor league deals. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, but first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And once again, Bet Online has the latest props, odds, and lines, including. Major League Baseball, which by the way had their all-star break, and you had the Dodgers sweeping the Giants, and the Angels not looking so good right now, you could find the news of every league including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, esports, combat sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, from live in game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. So, head to Bet Online today using either your mobile device or your laptop to learn more about the action. Once again, Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we are back a day later and a dollar short on episode number 572 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And this episode's coming out a lot later than I would like. Had some technical issues on the audio side that have since been fixed. So we're going to press on with this episode and talk about the last RFA signing that the Ducks needed to make, and you know we didn't go through a whole messy arbitration. This was done fairly quickly, and the Ducks went ahead and signed Isaac Lundestrom to a two-year deal worth three point six million dollars. That's the last deal that I want to talk about because this one highly impacts the Ducks. One point eight million AAV for the next two seasons. That takes care of that. He's only twenty-two. He's an RFA in two seasons. That is a perfect amount for a third or fourth line center. The Ducks have their centers like they're good down the middle now. They have their guys. They have Zegras. They have McTavish. They have Ryan Strom or Adam Henrique, and they have Isaac Lundestrom. They're good down the middle. Derek Grant doesn't have to be the center anymore. He does. I mean, he could be the elite 4C if they need him at times. They could have him on wing. But you still have some pretty decent depth up the middle. And now that the Ducks have it taken care of, they can go after another winger, which they probably should do, and also focus on defense. Yes, I'm talking about defense once again. They should try to pick up John Klingberg. They should absolutely do that. And wing scoring, yeah, they probably need that. They have Frank Vetrano from the Rangers. So there's that. They have Ryan Strome from the Rangers. So overall... The Ducks don't look all that bad. And they still have some decent wingers. I've talked about Adam Henrique possibly going to wing. Vitrano, wing. Comtois, good wing. Troy Terry, excellent wing. Max Jones, great wing. You have Jakob Silverberg, also good. And then you have room for two more wings. Hey, I'm all for Sam Carrick on the fourth line wing. He is one of my favorite depth pieces on the ducks for the past season and a half. So I like having Carrick in that spot. But I still think the Ducks just need to pick up one more scoring threat. And they still have money to spend. They still have 25 million in cap space, so they still need to spend about four-ish million dollars. For the sake of argument, let's say they gotta spend 5 million to even reach the cap floor. They can do that. They can do that easily because it was reported that John Klingberg was looking at a seven-year deal with an AAV just below six million dollars. If I'm the ducks, I'm thinking, well, maybe not a seven-year, but how about a four or five-year deal? This was mentioned on one of my comments. So once again, thanks to those of you that replied back about the kind of deal that Klingberg. Should possibly get. I say should, because, hey, you you never know, you you never know. Yeah, seven years might be too much, but Ty, at at T eighty eight, one of my followers, Ty said if you can get him to four or five years, sure, I'd make that deal. And I replied, if it's five years, yeah, I would be good with the six million AAV. I'd even be okay. With a six by below six, but I think five by six would be a great deal for Klingberg, and I would make that deal. And the reason I'm bringing him up because Klingberg has changed agents. Yeah, new agents now with the Newport Group. He was looking for a seven year contract that would have earned around 40 million dollars. So now a new strategy, new new agent uh, let's see how that works out let's see if the ducks are willing to open the purse strings a little bit more I would think they would I would hope they would I would hope I would hope that Newport sports management would give him his due diligence but say yeah let's let's go after it let's go after that big contract and I think the ducks would still be a pretty good fit for Klingberg in the long term. So that's where I'm going with that. But once again, Lundestrom, he's rounding out the lists of RFAs that needed to be signed. Now the free agents are taken care of. All the guys that were there, that's fine. Except for Sonny Milano, who is still a free agent. He could come back to the Ducks. They still could sign him. Anaheim still has money. Why not bring back Frank? I mean, you could easily bring Klingberg and Sonny Milano to the team and still have a lot of money left over and still be well below the salary cap. And they would just be above the floor. How about those two deals? Ducks fans, I'm sure, would be thrilled at that prospect of having both Frank and Klingberg on the team. And then you could say, yeah, yep, we're done. We're we're, we're done here. I wipe my hands clean No more deals. We are done. That's what I think would be... I don't want to say the word ideal, but it would be a better case scenario for the Ducks. They could at least yield a competitive team and try to get this rebuild really going into a direction where they can be very competitive in two to three years. Maybe not next season, but I would say in two seasons, if they make... Right moves over the next weeks, then this could really help the rebuild even further. Maybe it's a long shot, hear me out. Maybe they could go on an accelerated rebuild with the right signings, like the crosstown Los Angeles Kings. Look at the moves they made. They made some great moves. They had a couple of good minor signings in Sean Dersey, who flourished in Ontario and seemed to do well. In Los Angeles, as one of the star young defensemen, you have Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore, who contributed mightily to the LA Kings. And they have a slew of prospects that are ready to come up. And especially with the recent retirement of Dustin Brown, who I will talk about on a future show, because that's a whole other topic on itself. Then, yeah, yeah, if the Kings could do it, why not the Ducks? All right, we're going to head into the second intermission right now because I'm done talking about that. Because there is a story that I want to get into that kind of hit me on a personal level. So we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez. As We have one more subject that I want to get to, and I don't want to take up too much time here, but it is personal. So if I take up a lot of time, you know, this is my prerogative, and this does get a little bit personal. So, you know, just want to warn you guys on this one, all right? But we are going to talk about a former duck, and I did mention a fall from grace. and this And this is a sad story, but it has a redeeming quality in the end. So Bobby Ryan, as most of you know, had been battling alcoholism in the recent past. He went into the league's um, drug and alcohol program. He had a terrific comeback with the Ottawa Senators, even scored multiple goals in his first game back in Ottawa. And he had that terrific ovation at Canadian Tire Center. He was brought to tears. It was an amazing sight. Even back then I said. I love this story. I love the redemption arc. I love the comeback. That he made from entering the program. And he had stayed sober. For a long time. However. And this is just sad to say. Because. I I love Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan I liked. When he was here in Anaheim. And he's always been one of those guys that. You, you wanted to root for. You absolutely wanted to root for him. He was recently rewarded the Masterton Trophy after a battle with alcohol abuse. And this is back in, back in the season before COVID. So November of 2019, as a bit of a timeline, he left the Senators and entered the NHL player assistance program. Then February 2020, he came back to Ottawa and scored a hat trick... In his first home game in about three months. He won the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy for perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game. Loved it. Then a few months later, he became the first Red Wing ever to score four goals in their first three games with the team. So, big deal for Detroit. And just earlier this week, this actually took place on... July 25th. So this took place on Monday. He was arrested at Nashville airport for public intoxication. This is coming from a story from scoop Nashville written by Jason Steen, where he was arrested at the Nashville international airport. So I'm going to read this verbatim quote, an airport store reported that Ryan had taken items and left without pain and alerted airport police, who observed him on security cameras. Ryan left the stolen items on a counter along his way and entered Little Harpeth Brewing, where officers found him seated at the bar ordering a drink. Police say he was not compliant compliant with them, was extremely intoxicated, and did not know where he was, the date, or the time, and could not stand on his own. The store declined prosecution on the recovered items, and Ryan was simply jailed for public intoxication, end quote. I should point out that Bobby Ryan didn't have to make bail or post bail because he was released with charges dismissed after the standard 8-hour public intox hold. So the charges were later dropped, and he is back home, but it is still a sad turn to the story. And there is more to the story, by the way. Bobby Ryan took to Twitter after this all happened, and he he was ashamed. He was He was more embarrassed than ashamed. And I'm just going to follow his Twitter where he said, I have had so many incredible messages today. Thank you for all of them. Today is day one again. Mostly embarrassed, but I shouldn't be. Today, I'm waking up and choosing better. Every now and again, you're reminded exactly why social media exists, and today is such a good reason. Thank you guys all from the bottom of my heart. I hate that I'm here, but it's where I am, and I'll own that. If you're going to really relapse, you might as well have to travel the next day as well. I hate this. Never again. Ooh, boy. It, it's tough. It is tough. And he actually just tweeted this. I'm going to read this. So yesterday was major denial mixed in with some acceptance and still mostly you're fine to keep going self-talk. I think today I'm completely ready to say I am done. So majorly powerless over it all. I have to accept that. I'm going to lean on you guys for this ride. End quote. Wow. Those are powerful words from from an NHLer. For him to say that he's powerless against the disease of alcoholism. At least he's admitting that he has a problem and hopefully he really gets the help that he needs and I am rooting for him big time. Oh boy. Um th- this is pretty personal for me and I I feel closer to you guys when I share something like this. I feel closer to you the audience and I really do hope that I get to hear from some of you regarding this. So if you want to contact me about this, feel free because I, I, I welcome all comments on this. Here's where it gets personal. Whew. I'm estranged from my real father. Him and I have not talked in years. A long, long time. And it's, it's, it is it's It's tough. But that is a choice that I've made. I have chosen not to talk to him. Because he shows up to events drunk as a skunk. And the one that still gets to me to this day, to this day, is that he showed up to my grandfather's funeral drunk. He showed up drunk to his father's funeral and he said so much stupid shit that I could not believe what was coming out of his, F- of his damn mouth. I couldn't believe it. I was that upset. And I know the censors are going to be upset with this, but I don't care. This is my story. This is my personal story. And this is my time. He said some terrible things during that funeral that still gets to me to this day. To this day. It still gets to me. I, I I still can't believe... That he would show up to such an event... Drunk. And he never got the help. He never did. No. I mean... He's been a drunk most of his life. He still is apparently. And that's why I don't talk to him. I just don't. I mean... He still... Not, not to me... But he still leaves incoherent messages even to this day. Like, you can't understand what the hell he's saying. Do I choose to talk to him? No. Am I going to lie and say it doesn't hurt a little bit? I'm to the point now, it used to hurt more before, but now, now I've chosen, I just don't want to associate with him. That's a me thing. I don't want to associate with someone who won't admit that he's a stupid drunk. Yeah. that That's my choice. I, I know some of you listening might say, no, give him a chance. No, I've given him chances. I have. That funeral was the last straw. That was it. That was not even strike three. That was strike nine. Okay. Alcoholism doesn't just affect the person drinking. It affects everybody around him. Lucky for him that he has a massive support system of friends, fans, and family that are going to try to be there to support him. The one difference with Bobby Ryan and a lot of other alcoholics is that he at least admitted publicly that he's powerless over it, and he at least wants to lean on on everybody, and you know, to those Ducks fans that still want to support Bobby Ryan, you know, he's admitted that he needs help. He does, and he at least said, "Today is day one again." He's gone to programs. He is trying. And I've already seen some people online pretty much, you know, excommunicate him. Like, oh, he's drinking again. Oh, he can't handle it. He's just an like I've seen. Unfortunately, I've seen the ugliness of it from a select few. 99% of people have been great. But it's those loud voices that suck. All right. And maybe they don't know what alcoholism does. They haven't had to deal with it. From a personal level, from a visceral level, they haven't had to deal with that crap. So I say, we gotta support him all the way because he's at least admitting that he needs the help. And that's why this is personal with me because I've seen someone, you know, firsthand be a drunk, be abusive, and be an abusive drunk. I'm not gonna get into the whole personal story of my childhood and what he did. I'm not going to get into that because I don't, there are some things that I don't want to get out there in the public, but I'm just, I'm giving that one story because that was the tip of the iceberg. So I will just say without context, if I'm telling that story and that's the tip of the iceberg, you could probably imagine some of the other just stupid stuff that he did. Yeah, so Bobby Ryan, if you're listening, or if this somehow gets back to Bobby Ryan, Bobby, I'm I'm glad that you admitted it, and I sincerely hope you get the help. And everyone here, like all the Ducks fans here, you have our support. You have my support, all right? I really hope that you can pull through this, and I'm glad that... You're ready to say you're done. And it takes it takes a man to say that you're powerless over this disease known as alcoholism. And I wanna let you know that I've seen it firsthand. It it sucks. It does. Alright. That's kind of a maudlin way to end the podcast, but I'm just gonna end it like that. You know, no outro, no nothing. Yeah, I'm done. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to keep this conversation going, you can, for those of you that have my number, you can text me. For those of you that want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And if you've never contacted me before about this, I hope you do this time. I really hope you do this time because I want to hear your thoughts on this. All right, I'm done. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be kind to one another. Take care of yourselves. And Ducks, fly together.